Welcome to the Mom Squad Show. We're the moms of the Mom Squad. I'm Christine. And I'm Kira. And I'm Chaz. And we got up today, got started to do our podcast, and then we are kind of taken over by this mass stabbing that's happening at a high school in Pennsylvania. And so while we had a lot of things, fun things planned, we want to get to that a little later, we really feel like we should get straight to this because as moms, and I know I have a son in elementary school, Chaz, you have um, a son in preschool. Someday, Kira, your kids will be in school, but we all have nieces, nephews, family members. And when stuff like this happens, you, I, I immediately feel for how the parents must be reacting, seeing this stuff maybe even on the news, knowing their kids in that class, and everything else that goes into this. So we just thought we should start off right now talking about what's going on in Pennsylvania. Yeah, and definitely want our, our listeners to know that yeah, we will have our regular Mom Squad show today, and we've got some fun stuff in store. But like you pointed out, Christine, I mean, this was the first thing we all woke up to, and we were immediately talking about it, and it, it launched us to inco- into a conversation about our kids' schools and what type of protection should we have and what type of screening should we have and what sort of security should be at our kids' schools. I mean, you know, Sandy Hook was the last horrible uh, shootout that, that we, we had to endure as, as families and as parents, moms, and now we're seeing this stabbing at a Pennsylvania high school. We're talking about 20 kids now uh, apparently have been stabbed. There's four in critical condition. Now, it looks like the suspect is in custody, um, and it's a Western Pennsylvania uh, high school, by the way, Franklin Regional Senior High School, and uh, they've got an emergency, ma- emergency management person that is um, holding press conferences and updating everybody, but that's all we know at this point is that there's a suspect in custody, 20 kids have been stabbed, four are in in critical uh, condition. And the school, by the way, is in Murraysville. I don't know if any of our listeners um, uh, have kids at this school. It's about 15 miles east of downtown Pittsburgh. I know we have uh, listeners in that area. So we'll just kind of follow the story and keep you updated uh, through our hours. I was um, listening, Kira, on CNN, and they did have, uh, I, I guess, the sheriff on the scene. So the suspect that is in custody was a student. It is only one suspect. So imagine what that scene must have been if it's one student and over 20 kids are stabbed, four had to be airlifted out of there because they need emergency surgery. You can only imagine uh, how does one individual wreak that kind of chaos, but they did confirm that it was a student of the high school. So, Chaz, you were saying, as soon as we started talking about this, because Christine and I were watching it uh, go down on CNN, your first reaction was, what the heck is going on? What are we doing wrong as parents? Yeah, what is happening to our children that this is becoming such a common event in schools all over the country? You know Sandy Hook, uh, while not near Hartford, is still in the same state, probably about Mm-hmm. An hour away from where I live, our neighborhood park, which is a block from our house, was just dedicated to one of the victims of the Sandy Hook tragedy on Friday, which was her birthday. And then not even a oh. week later, another one of these incidents happens. It makes you stop and wonder, you know, why are there solitary confinement rooms and police officers in schools today? Like, why is it necessary and needed? And where where have we gone wrong? And can we stop it? Can we... Is it too late or can we change the course of where things are going? As far as I know, have all of this have all of these incidents happened in public schools so far? 
I mean, I'm not trying to make a difference, but I'm just trying to figure it out. I mean, Danny Hook was a public school. This is a public school. I can't, I don't remember. I can't think of a, of a, of a mass shooting or stabbing that's happened in a private school. Yeah. We'd have to, we'd have to look, but I have been, because Aiden's getting ready to, my son is getting ready to go into seventh grade next year. And his dad and I have been looking into private schools Uh for him because we just think he, he would, he would be better set up for success in a smaller classroom. And I'll tell you though, even going on these private campuses, while there, it's still the same thing. The front door is open. There, you know, they don't have. Uh, I mean, not that I saw any kind of key gate where you've got to, you know, log in and out. Uh, so, a school is a school. And but it's so, it's so sad. That it's almost like we need like an airplane marshal in our schools today. And what do you do? How are you supposed to know a gun is one thing, but to know that a kid has a knife? Um, but having having a marshal. Or having a security guard isn't going to prevent what this kid did. I right. mean, he obviously he had a knife. Him. He had a concealed weapon, unless you go through metal detectors. Right. You don't know. So, do we have to have metal detectors in every Can school? Can I tell you, How there are metal, de- metal detectors at so many schools around the country. Oh, yeah. I mean, where I grew up, even more than you know, back back when I was in high school, which is the 80s, some of the schools really? in certain neighborhoods, oh yeah, depending on where you lived, what the neighborhood was like, I mean, you know, the question is, should this be something, no matter what area, what your upbringing is, you know, what, you know, whether it's low income, higher income, middle class, you know, there should be some sort of security standard because we're seeing these attacks now at, in all different, you know, areas of the country. Absolutely. Sandy Hook was a, is a very wealthy, well-to-do area. It's a place people move to avoid the, what they think is the crime and the problems of the big cities. I know you guys know I live in Hartford. I live actually in Hartford and there are, are very poor, very um, crime-ridden areas of the city. And my son goes to public school, and I want him to go to public school. I want to participate. You know, if everybody can back out and just send their kid to private schools, public schools will continue to get worse. But, of course, if it was a matter of my son's safety, he'd be out. I'd homeschool I don't, <laughs> if I, don't I had no it. options. Oh, that's what we were saying. Like, I wish I was I was bright enough to homeschool Aiden because I, I would love to stick him in a bubble um, and never let him out of my sight because I'm so – I freak out about all of but this we stuff. we can't do that. that. I know that we can't our kids like even that. more. You know, our kids have to learn how to assimilate and how to deal. And, right. But I agree with you. We, we As moms, right? How do you deal? Our job is to protect our kids, and it's hard not to be a helicopter mom. When you see violence like this going on in our schools, it's so hard not to have anxiety and not to worry and think, oh, my gosh, you know, they could say one wrong thing to some kid who's having an issue, and then bam. Here's the thing, though. I mean, just off of what what you're saying, Chaz, and you're right. It doesn't. I don't think it matters whether it's a wealthy area or not a wealthy area, because I mean, me- mental illness is mental illness, and it's right. it's something that everybody's dealing with in this country. And some parents do, you know, do their very best. And just back to the Sandy Hook, um, you know, it's easy to to blame the parents, but th- for a while they did try. But that that child, I do think, was 
was was left behind. But you know what's in interesting? My, in my opinion, you you bring up mental illness, which is a huge problem. But you know what? Back in the '80s, when I was going to school in the inner city, it wasn't mental illness; it was gangs. Right. Kids were bringing weapons to school because there were gang fights and you know turf issues, and that's why kids were pulling out and stabbing other kids. It wasn't mental. I mean, well, but that's not what we're we see on the news, Kira. So isn't that interesting? Because we're not see we don't hear about these schools, and this was the other question I wanted to ask you, because when, you know, Columbine happened um, and other things, every single time they say, and I think with Columbine, if I'm right, he wanted the recognition. Like, he wanted to be on the news. He, This is something right. that he was looking for. That's so, mentally ill. As a, right. And so, but we're not hearing about these sh mass shootings like this um, in a gang well, in a, yeah, the gang situation at a school. So when Sandy Hook happened, sorry to interrupt you, when Sandy Hook no. happened, I remember President Obama was talking about how there are kids that are shot in Chicago's schools and areas every day. And, right. and nobody covers, nobody covers those because those are happening one and two or three at a time, not these mass events that garner so much attention from the media and from from the public as well. Yeah, it's true. It's I mean, sad. It, yeah, thing you know, people pick and choose what to cover, what to make a big deal of. You know, I remember um, when we were doing a lot of these missing kids stories. I'm going back, you know, a number of years, and there was a lot of criticism from the minority communities that why does the news media only cover missing white kids? You know, the blonde, blue-eyed white child. Mm -hmm. You know, why don't you cover all the missing black kids or Hispanic kids? Or, and you know, it's interesting. You know that. Depending, <laughs> you know, that, that that created huge conversation in our editorial meetings about stories like that. And there was a period of time where we didn't cover, um, you know, missing kids. And, it, you know, everybody had a different philosophy depending on who was running the show. But isn't that interesting? I mean, it's still yeah. a conversation to this day. Um, and it's true. We, we've done lots of stories on Chicago. Look at Chicagoland. It's a series on CNN now, and it talks about, mm -hmm. you know, the intense crime taking place um, in that city. You know what? Right now we have a missing little girl um, in Washington, D.C., and I love – and I, I think maybe it has gone national on some levels. I'm not sure if – CNN or any of the other big ones are covering it, but it's Rashida Jones and she's eight years old and she's been missing for over a month now and she was taken from a homeless shelter. Oh. And so the fact that oh, I know God. this whole thing by a, by, by a janitor. Oh, no. And so, I mean, it's just, it's awful to watch, but I'm so glad that it's getting so much attention because I feel like a situation and quite honestly, and we could all get on our soapboxes and try to solve the world, but social services dropped the ball here right. on, on several occasions with this kid. Um, but the the man that, you know, took her and they have video footage of him in a um, in a hotel with her was found dead and they still can't find this this little girl and they have not stopped. I mean it is relentless in the Washington DC area every single day. Amber alerts, updates, people passing out flyers and I'm just so happy to see that, and it's not stopping for this little girl. Well, let's make sure we and, keep talking about it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's just, and her her mom is just as heartbroken as any other mom. Just because she lives in a homeless shelter doesn't make her, you know, whatever her her situation that led her there, any any less of a, a parent that makes it, you know. Well, yeah, that doesn't make them any terrible. any less human, and 
Right. And any, any less, less important, their lives are mm-hmm. as important as anybody else's. Right. And she is, she is just, she heartbroken over her daughter. So, yes. I, you know what I say? I say we take a break and get on to some more fun, funny, uplifting stories and news and conversation. What do you ladies That's think? That's right. That's great. Yes, we've got a lot we can get to. The Billboard Awards were uh, announced this morning, Kira. And so one of our boys, we can play some of his music because one of our country boys was nominated for quite a few. And then we've got a lot of other fun stuff to get to. Let's lighten this thing up. You're listening to the Mom Squad Show. Mom's Roll! Come on, Kira, sing it, baby. Okay, hold on. Here we go. Let's pray to remember the words. Come on, Lukey, baby. Here we go. Here we go. Here comes. Uh huh. Don't feel like going home, so I'm gonna stand right here. I'm gonna stand here. <laughs> this is really great, guys. Here we go. Oh, you sound, you sound wonderful. And <laughs> that is what a Kira nice favorite country artist, Luke Bryant, and his song "Drink a Bear." You, you know what's so funny, guys, is that when I first heard this song i'm like oh this is so touching you know like the yeah. lyrics are so beautiful and then it comes to that moment where it pauses you know sit on a pier and the sunset disappears and there's a pause and he goes and drank a beer and i thought you know what it's so much country right there it's so much country i agree with you because it sounds like a love melody it's not like a kenny chesney put my toes in the sand you know feet in the water toes in the sand got a you know pbr in my hand it is like a love ballad that ends in a beer. I love it. It's brilliant. It's, it's so perfectly country. Do you guys know what happens when you play a country song backwards? You get your dog back, your <laughs> yeah. wife back, your job back. Your truck back. <laughs> your truck back. Hey, listen, country hater. All right. I'm not a country hater. I'm just I just think it's I'm not it's not my my um choice of music that I listen to. It ain't your bag, baby. No. This it it is the it is the you know you know what I love about country music, okay? And yes, people can totally tease, you know, tease us all about the lyrics of many of the songs because it has to do with tequila and beer and trucks and all that kind of stuff. All that stuff. And tractors, okay? However, however, it is some of the most I'm telling you, some of the best songwriters are country songwriters. It's like poems. It's poetry in a in with a twang. And it's real life. Basically, what it is. It's real if life. You, it is real life. If you just really? read lyrics of country songs, yes, Chaz. If you put a Led Zeppelin tune behind some of this, why do you, then you why do you assume I like classic rock? Led Zeppelin. What is that? Oh, I like stuff that you like really hate. Rock girl. No, no, not a classic. I love classic. I, don't know. Rock. I love like I, I mean, I like all I kinds do. of music, I do too. You, and like, I can appreciate a country classics. song, and I can appreciate classic rock. I'm more into, you know, I'm more into punk and Radiohead and Britpop, and I'm more into alternative music. 
I grew up oh, on. That's right. Yeah, the Cure, Ooh, Smashing jazz. Pumpkins. Jazz is our little rebel. Yeah, I'm not really a mainstream. Oh yeah, I, I dig all that music too. That that was that was our era. I, I, you know, you know I, I, I like the Smiths. I like right. Velvet Underground. You know, right. I I used to get into all that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't really listen to well, like we're the talking, popular. I think to get to know. We should probably explain why we're talking about Luke Bryan, and oh, that's yeah. because Imagine Dragons, John Legend, Luke Bryan, One Republic, Ellie Goulding, Carrie Underwood, um, they're the six Milestone Award finalists in the 2014 Miley Billboard Cyrus. Music Awards. Miley Cyrus, too? You know what I think we should I do? I didn't see Miley get... Cyrus in there. No, Miley Cyrus just – no, I'm sorry. No, she's not, but she's she's been nominated for a Billboard Music Award um, for Artist of the Year, I believe. Um, but wow. – yeah, that's what popped up this good morning. I know, I was a little surprised too. But her album's doing great. Well, I so guess we need to learn how to how twerk. I, how I don't know. guess yeah. we got to learn how to twerk. You guys. don't no, already know. Uh, that would be um, – that. you want to talk about getting driving people through our Facebook? Twerk. We should twerk. <laughs> hey, That would I, be interesting. I, speaking of country music, guys, did you hear that Willie Nelson's armadillo got stolen? <laughs> <gasps> No, I'm dead serious. <laughs> I'm dead serious. But here, here's the here's the deal. It's Have a stuffed they, it, armadillo. It's a stuffed it's a, armadillo. Okay. Yeah. Here, here's what happened. Apparently, the Have stuffed they put armadillo. Out an APB? Yeah, they did. They put out an APB. There was an Amber Alert for his armadillo. Um, apparently, I, I've seen him in concert a number of times, and I never knew he had this stuffed armadillo that serves as a um, a mascot on stage. And um, apparently it was kidnapped from a Las Vegas area show, and everybody was talking about it, made a big whoop-whoop, and, you know, everybody got involved in the search, you know. They had surveillance uh, footage that they were trying to see who took the mascot, how it went missing, and then apparently it got uh, returned. Yeah, it got returned back. And there's actually a picture, and I'm going to send it to you guys. It's hysterical. Hysterical. It says, "Please return to Willie Nelson. Uh, very sorry." And 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 the stuffed armadillo was actually in a in like a shoebox. <laughs> oh yeah. So so apparently a, a man. When you hear up. the word. Yeah yeah. Does the armadillo have a name? Um. Oh, that's a great question. Does the armadillo have a name? Oh yeah, old Dillo. Old Dillo. Ooh, old Dillo. <laughs> Gosh, I love him so much. Just go smoke. All right, so I am sending. I'm going to send you guys a picture. We got to put it on our Facebook page. It is hysterical. Wait till you see. Oh my gosh, you know what, guys? It looks like a real armadillo that's been. Um, you know what's it called when you when you stuff something? What's the word? Taxi, ta- taxidermy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it looks like. It looks like a real armadillo that was stuffed. Oh my gosh, it's like not a. It's not like a plush toy. <laughs> oh yeah, it's an I'm, actual I'm armadillo. sending it to you, ladies, right now. You are going to cry. You got to get this on our Facebook page. Oh Dillo. Oh Dillo, baby. Okay, so I was. Do you guys see this? Oh my gosh, our listeners are going to love it. So I just wanted to ask you: when you hear about an armadillo, what movie do you think of? Oh. Mm, I don't know. Oh gosh, you stumped Raising me. Arizona. Disappointed girl. If you don't know this one. Armadillo, what movie? Steel Magnolia. Oh gosh, I, I would have never remembered that. I would have no. never remembered Remember? that. Oh, the, the cake. The armadillo cake. The cake, yeah. Oh gosh. 
The cake with the scene with Shirley, um, uh, what's, oh gosh. Shirley um, McLean. Bring it up. Can you bring it up on YouTube? Shirley McLean. Shirley McLean. And she <laughs> pops his ass and hands it to, the, to uh, Sally Field's husband. I love that. That's the great, the, I love that movie. Love that movie. <laughs> All right. I'm, Where they I'm cut sorry, it I'm open and it's blood it red inside. It's blood. It's gray on the outside and, and blood, red, blood on red on the inside. Oh, the armadillo cake scene. Yes, the armadillo yes, cake the, scene. Okay, do you have it? Yes, I, I'm gonna find oh, it right here. We go. Here we go. I found it. Yep. Stand by. Stand okay. By. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Basically, he comes up and it's an armadillo cake, and she just chops the last piece of the armadillo off the whole back end and gives it to him. And I love Weeza. Weezer is her name. And another great scene in that is when Dolly Parton's watching somebody on the dance floor at that wedding scene and her they're looking at her 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 backside dance and she goes, It's like two pig oh no, Weezer said it's like two pigs fighting under a blanket. <laughs> Just good good classic quotes in that movie. You gotta rewatch it, honestly. That's one of the good ones. I, I don't know how you remember Robert. so much of it. I I I remember the cake, for sure. <laughs> well, my this is this is one of my sister uh, and I's movies that if we're ever down or we're having whatever our, our moments, we would get together and watch it, and we still do to today. So like if we're ever feeling the need for a little steel magnolia moment, we watch this movie. So I pretty much know it forward, backward, sideways. It's a little silly. Oh my gosh! All right, so we're gonna watch the Billboard Awards that are are, are in May, and our boy Luke Bryant. I love him. Is he single by any chance? Do you know him, Kira? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know, but I can work on that. I'll work on getting information. Matchmaker. Uh, that, that's right. I haven't done very well, though. I've set you up with some good ones, but you seem to blow it up every time I do. No. So. Hey, P.S., one person, and I didn't blow that up. I didn't blow it up. It just didn't seem to work out. One, and he was a good one. So I'm looking forward to the next one. Aww. What happened to the little guy? Little guy's oh, still yeah. around. Oh, he's still Hello, around. Guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He is. And, and just to bring everybody up to date, this is somebody that Christine uh, has um, <laughs> has been dating, and apparently he's half her size, but he's got a great personality, and he's really funny. So you know what we he's should do? I, I, here's another idea. Let's get our, our listeners to weigh in on would you date a guy half your size. If he was absolutely wonderful with the whole package, you know, good job, good person, loving, thoughtful, all that kind of stuff. Okay. If he had everything going on, but he was half your size, would you date him? Well, okay. Half my size might be a slight, it wasn't yeah. like Mickey. <laughs> he it, comes well, up he, to your shoulder. It's not a Mickey Rooney. Right. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready to eat your heart out, Christine? Yes. Luke. Yes. He's currently married to his college sweetheart, Carolyn Boyer, whom he wed on December 8th, 2006. He met her at Georgia Southern University and says it was truly love at first sight. The couple has two sons. Oh, you got to love the guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So not only is he married, but he's married to his college sweetheart. Just put a little salt in the wound. He is the man. I love it. He marries his college. You know who else? Um, there, there's, um, there's another uh, uh, country singer who's so cool. Josh Turner. Josh Turner. Oh, I and love him. He, and he, he sings like this. You know, 
he's got that nice deep voice. Anyway, he married his college sweetheart, and they have been together, and they have all these beautiful children, and he's, like, so dedicated in love to her. I love seeing these big stars stick with the person that loved them when they were nobody. Right. I I agree. It's just like, honestly, it just seems it's so nice for everyone else. Come on, people. I mean, I'm really happy for all of them, but here's a little, you want to hear a little Josh Turner? Yes, let's do a little Josh Turner. It's it's, it's the country show here on uh, on the Mom Squad, and this is all for Chaz. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Extra twang for you. There's that voice, Kira. No place to go. No, they long. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's his wife that's in that video. If it is, she's stinking hot. Yeah, she's Is she a tall, a tall blonde, blonde drink of water? Yes, yeah. that's his wife. Okay. So they and married now, their college sweethearts as long as they're really hot college sweethearts. <laughs> no, exactly. I think, hey, I, I went think. to Florida State. I went. I was all a part of that whole scene with the southern schools and their beautiful girls. Chaz, you're no chopped liver sister. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I was kidding. fine. I was, I was, I was cool. I was a little sister at a fraternity and all that stuff. Of course you oh, were. Yeah. Well, here's you know we're talking about Christine dating a little shorty. You know Josh is is <laughs> is a, is, a, is, a, is a shorty. He is. Yeah, well, his, his wife is taller than he is. Oh yeah, he. I remember when what? I first met him, I was like, oh my gosh, he's like my height. He's like five four, five five. He's he's short. No. But he's so good looking. He is so yeah. good looking. It doesn't matter. Yeah, so yes. there you go. So <laughs> as long as they're really hot, it doesn't matter how tall they are. <laughs> yeah, when you're horizontal, you, nobody can tell the difference. It's, they, you can move up. <laughs> yeah, it has no All right, so You can we, adjust. We promised our uh, listeners yesterday to talk about Jeremy Piven um, and this, these rumors that his girlfriend was arrested for attacking her husband. Bum, 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 bum. Dun, dun. So this is via TMZ, okay? And apparently Jeremy Piven, who, uh, in case you know our listeners are not familiar, I loved him when he was in uh, Entourage. I mean, that's really where we got to know Jeremy Piven, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What has he done since then? That's a good question. Let me IMDB while you give him all the details. There you go. Apparently... He's been dating this, uh, speaking of hot blondes, like Josh Turner's wife, he's been dating this hot blonde. She's an Australian uh, model. Um, But apparently the rumors are that she is married and has a daughter, and she was arrested for allegedly attacking her husband when the husband confronted her about her relationship with Jeremy Piven. Dude! Here's the – dun, 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 dun. You know what? Let's get David Kaplan on maybe tomorrow to, to uh, enlighten us on some, some more Hollywood gossip and stuff. And he sometimes gets the inside scoop. But you know what I heard on one of the local radio stations here is that he didn't know she was married. So apparently they met at some event party thing, but she didn't let him know that she – a was married mm. or B had a child. You know what? How how can you date somebody okay. and not know that they're married and have a kid? 
Well, if they always come over to your house and they're not an attentive yeah, parent, yeah, or they don't care on, about if their you're husband. you're dating somebody and you're really into them, you're, you're into their business. I mean, you have to really, you have to have a total superficial, distant relationship if you don't know about, well, I think that's you know, if they're married or have a kid. Or she could be just a really big liar. Yeah, yeah, she could be a really good liar. Or, but we're also talking about Hollywood, and I don't know that they've been together that long either. I think, but you're right; she would have to do some pretty good cover-up action to oh, yeah. for him. Oh, either that, or he just doesn't ask questions because she looks like she looks, and so her her family and her history just isn't important to him. I don't know. There are people <laughs> who get separate cell phones so that they can have their identity with their. You know, when they're having their affair, they have one cell phone for their, the affairs and the other cell phone for their family. Hmm. You, did, did I ever tell you guys the story? I dated um, this guy when I was in college for a long time, and his dad had two families. It ended up making news because it was in Maryland, and he had two families not living 25 miles apart with kids, and he was married to both of them kids in both families and neither one knew that's insane <laughs> okay that's and this crazy. was my it's crazy and he got away with it for a long time and the reason he got caught is because he ended up coming he ended up um having ms and he needed help and when he was in the hospital one time guess who they both showed in? up oh no oh bam really and so yeah isn't that crazy so he had on in my boyfriend's family, there was um, he, he had an older brother and an older sister, so there were three kids, and he had two kids with the other wife. Oh my! Well, did I ever tell 25 you twenty-five miles apart? It's okay, crazy. that's crazy. Did I ever tell you guys the story of of the guy that I was dating, and it turned out that he was not only married, but he also had a girlfriend? <laughs> no. Oh, and here's okay. The, see, so, you didn't know. Okay, okay. And granted, I hadn't been dating him very long, and it was a distant relationship. So the girlfriend, here's how it all goes down. The girl, now this is we're going back more than two decades ago. Okay, I'm in my twenties. So the girlfriend calls me up and says to me, "I thought I told you guys this story." All right. So if our listeners have heard this already, and you guys, if you're starting to remember, then just stop me now. But we were getting ready to go on our first trip, right? And I was just crazy about this guy. So the girlfriend calls me up and says, you need to know who I am. I'm his girlfriend. The reason why I'm calling you is because he's breaking up with me because apparently he's still – he's totally in love with you and now I'm toast but I've been seeing him the whole time you've been seeing him and she said on top of that did you know that he's still married and I'm like what <laughs> so you know what I did being the investigative reporter that I am nice I got the girlfriend and the wife on a conference call and I had a little discussion with both of them took very copious notes got all my facts straight and when homie walked in the door he did not know what hit him oh, that's great girl oh you know there's a movie coming out right now it's called the other woman um it's oh, with I saw this. kate upton a lot of um other great people and this is uh, there's four women one he's married to and he's got three other girlfriends and that's what it's based on you should have been like a collaborator Oh, I should have been a consultant on that movie. All right, so you know what? Our listeners need to write in on our Facebook page and tell us their their worst cheating story. Like, did they? How did they find out? What was the deal? What happened? Oh, yeah. Yes. Let's get the stories. And we'll read them. We'll read them live. You know what's great too? Our revenge stories. Because I heard a story once about a woman who caught a man cheating on her. So. 
um, while he was away, he she said she was moving out. So he goes away. She moves everything out of her the apartment, and he comes back to think he's going to find an absolute wreck of uh, the apartment. He comes back. The apartment looks fine. It's clean. The stuff has been moved out. Everything seems normal. After a few days, a smell starts to appear in the apartment. Oh, this is, and a few oh, this more. It gets worse, and it gets worse, and he can't figure out what the smell is from. Apparently, she stuck raw shrimp in the curtain rods of his house, like that he had a brown curtain rods, and stuck that all in, stuffed them with this raw shrimp. And I... That is genius. That is actually, I love this Absolutely woman. brilliant. Yeah. Because you are so never going to find that. No, and he couldn't figure, and it drove him crazy. He probably knows. moved out. Yeah. <laughs> He probably brought in like you, you would think it's something in the drain. If you if you figure out it's in the bathroom or even in the shower, he could have spent money on plumbers and trying to figure get. There's right. like a, a, a that's brilliant. That is so great. I I you know speaking of of stinky smells, and I could totally see where shrimp would do that. I had a, <laughs> back when I was working in Green Bay, there were three of us that we were all best friends and we hung out all the time. Well. He his car started to stink. He was always a mess. I mean, he was so gross. He was always so dirty. We'd have to like go and clean up his you know place all the time. It drove my girlfriend to be crazy. But he's like, something's going on with my car. It stinks so bad. <laughs> and we're like, dude, you have got to clean that car out. You need to you need to go to the car wash. You need. So he did. He went to the car wash. He got it detailed. He cleaned it out, and the smell just kept getting worse and worse and worse <laughs> to the point where we would never even want to get in the car with him it's like nope I'll drive today nope I'll drive it turns out he had Chinese food in a small container that was caught underneath his seat in like the little apparatus that moves the seat back and forth (laughs) and there was I don't even want to tell you what was growing in there and living in there but it was live insects it was so disgusting One, t- one time, this is when Aiden was a, a kid, and I'm not claiming to be, uh, you know, Mrs. Clean or anything, but there was a smell in my car, too, and I couldn't figure out what the heck it was, and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse, and I did. I got it clean, and I did all that stuff. There was a hot dog stuck behind, in like, in the crevice of the seat behind his car seat. Right, so you it couldn't was, know. It was... So they got no maggots or anything because it's a hot dog. I'm not even sure if anything alive can come out of a hot dog because they're so disgusting as it is. That thing was, it was so putrid. I I'll never forget that smell. And it I, was months. I have months. the same story with a hard boiled egg that fell underneath my passenger seat that my son was eating, and it smelled like death, like death. <laughs> so I guess. What? I guess the bottom line is if someone cheats on you, yeah. you could do Chinese food, hard-boiled eggs, or raw shrimp, yep. and you just stuff that somewhere in the house that they yep. will never be able to find it. <laughs> we used right. to do pranks at the radio station I worked at, and we put an egg um, 
next to our producer's board and kind of hid it underneath this crevice. And he did, he, it smelled forever, and he couldn't find it. He just couldn't figure out what it was. We finally had to tell him because it was seeping into our studio, and we couldn't stand the smell anymore <laughs> for ourselves. It was great. Oh, that reminds me of our crew back when I worked at KCBS in Los Angeles, and we had such a tight, fabulous, you know, crew that we all worked together of correspondents and editors and, and photographers, and we used to always play pranks on each other. And one of the best ones, one of the best ones I did was the crew, Larry and Drew, they were running late on assignment. It was early in the morning, and I took a stick of butter, and I buttered the entire windshield and all oh. the windows ah. of the rig. And I remember to this day, he's driving, driving out of the parking lot with his windshield wipers going and the water squirting. And it's getting, it's like it's getting, getting up. It was getting worse and worse. And so he's driving with his head outside the window and he's cursing me, cursing me. As he... That's great. I love it. I oh, it's one of the best memories ever. Okay, guys, on a really... We can do office pranks, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. on on Facebook, also. I love it. Yes. Hey, get our our listeners to do that. Now, before we wrap up, I've got to to end on this fabulous note, you guys. The world's oldest person turns 116 this week. Okay? Really? Yes. And she she shares her secret on how she's made it to 116. You ready? You ready? Ready. Yeah. Okay. And by the way, the year she was born, Queen Victoria was still on the throne. The Spanish-American oh, War was underway. Unbelievable. And the Boston Marathon was in its second year. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. And she's, she's Japanese, so we already know she was probably eating really well. But she said the key to making it to 116 is eat and sleep and you'll live a long time. You have to learn to relax. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I love her. We need to post a photo of her. Is she the cutest little thing? She is adorable, and her favorite food is sushi. Well, that's why. Yes. Yeah. So you eat, you sleep, you have sushi, and you relax, and you will live to 116. Yay. All right. That is is great advice to, to go about your day. Uh, we thank you for listening to the Mom Squad Show. We will be back. If you're checking us out on iTunes, make you make sure you share it and subscribe, subscribe, and everything is on our website, momsquadshow.com. And you can also uh, see fabulous photos of us there because, well, we're hot. Not here. <laughs> not, not in the morning. Not blowing my nose and not washing my face, but mm. – Sometimes, but actually, you guys are all right. It's really just I, me. I'm the well, no, 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 I got a big zit on the left side of my nose. You do? I can't yeah. see it. I can't see it. Mm. Can't see okay, it. great. Thanks, ladies. Let's zoom in and take a photo. Did you guys notice, by the way, um, that my face was extra red this morning? I have to talk about my derma rolling experience. Oh, oh gosh. All right, let's get to that tomorrow. And yeah. I, I would like to see uh, can we video a demonstration, please, for people? Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Maybe I can do okay, that. Yeah, I. Yeah, I want to I wanna purchase one of these things, too. So thank you for listening. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Subscribe. Check out our website, momsquadshow.com. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Twitter because we're out. Hoo-wah. Hoo-wah.